This is the Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Welcome, Dr. Pete Court, to our podcast. Thank you, Pastor Chris Matthews, the man who loves God, finds God baffling. It is time to baffle once again. Are you ready for this one? I'm full of baffle. I do like reading, and I found a really interesting quote during the week from a guy called Pastor, sorry, Peter John Kreeft. I just thought I'd share that with you. Okay. Oh, I love the name. Um, if you have anything you'd like to add to the... No, sorry. Um, Peter John Kreeft is a uh, professor of philosophy and at Boston College and King's College. He's uh, a Roman Catholic guy. He's written lots of books on Christian philosophy, theology, and apologetics. Now, just quickly before I get to his quote, what is the meaning of apologetics? Because I see that all the time, and there's even a band called Apologetics with an X on the end. What What is apologetics? Do you... I'm sorry. I don't know. You have no... <laughs> Because like, yeah, well, I, I mean, the, the original meaning of apology yeah. is explanation. Okay, and so apolo- Christian apologetics is ba- is an explanation. Christian explanation. explanation. Okay, so it, neither it, of us are good at that. No, Paul no. says, you know, make make sure that you have a, a good explanation for your faith. So make sure asks. you have a good apologetics. Yeah, like, and so okay. it, it's it's okay. the okay. study of how to um, express your faith in meaningful ways to right. non-believers. Cool. All right, well, he knows what it means and that's the important thing because he said this and I, I, I want to throw this quote at you because I think it may just be quite brilliant. He says, we are all insane. I think he might be right. He said, that is what original sin means. Sin is insanity. It is preferring finite joy to infinite joy, creatures to the creator, an unhappy godless self to a happy God-filled self. Only God can save us from this disease. Are we all insane? And if so, Pastor Chris, man who baffles with God, what is normal? Ah, I'm reading a book at the moment called <laughs> The Myth of Normal. Oh, is that like The Myth of? <laughs> that's, a se- that's the second book. <laughs> that's the sequel here. Um, the Myth of Normal. Ooh. Mm. Okay, so what is normal? Um, uh, it's a myth. Um, it's a statistical um, bell curve. Mm-hmm. Which basically includes a large proportion of the population. Uh, so normal is different over the ages, right. depending on what populations hold dear um, in terms of cultural behaviour. So a statist- you're talking about a statistical norm, which mm. is the top of that. If you look at a bell curve, a yeah. thing that goes up, it's it's the people in the in the in middle the, areas. In the, uh, 95 percentile or 90, 80th or, or something? In, in the middle yeah. of that, yeah. As you get out to the edges, you're considered abnormal. And Outliers. Right at the edges, right? you're insane. Right. Right. That's that's what the world says. Uh, yeah. That's what statistics okay. he's tell us. Saying, he's saying that we're all insane because of sin, that, that we prefer to be in this state of insanity, of not pursuing God, and that's yeah. insane. Um, Is, does that strike you as a, a reasonable argument? Well, it would if I wasn't insane. <laughs> and I think here we have a... What are you, crazy? Here we have a Shutter Island yeah. situation. <laughs> uh, and uh, for those of you who haven't seen the, the movie, I recommend you do. I quite enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, where you have a seemingly normal situation mm. which changes because the main character is, in fact, insane. Yeah. But he doesn't know it. Mm. And I think to some degree I think our insanity is... Um, Something at least we don't admit. Possibly we we might know, but mm-hmm. if you accused non-believers of, believers of being insane because mm-hmm. they weren't uh, taking God's offer of eternal life seriously, yeah, they would accuse you of, 
being discriminate, you're, you're dis- crazy. Yeah. discriminatory yeah. in, in yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, if you said the same thing to Christians mm. um, who ought to know that they're insane and be working to stop it, mm. um, you would meet the same sort of resistance. Mm. So I think that it's a great um, philosophical thing to say, but how you break it down into everyday yeah. life, I think is a bit harder than just wandering around telling people that they're insane. This this comes back to the the, the other few weeks ago where we had uh, Stephen Fry saying that you know he couldn't believe in a God who would do these horrible things. He had chosen to believe that the horrible things that were done were done by God. Yes. And that was his choice. To you and I, that's an insane choice. That's just crazy because mm. you're ignoring the fact that there is the Satan, there is evil, there is badness in the world. And God tells us that. Yes. So are you listening to or you're not listening? So, yeah, there, there is that total disconnect that allows you to not believe that God is good. Yeah. And I think something that's just come to me in you saying that and, and the possible reasons behind atheists like Stephen Fry mm. uh, struggling with this concept of God, I think, is this whole idea that why – wasn't the earth started perfect? Because mm. this whole idea that, and we talk about it even as Christians, that the Garden of Eden, it, you, you talk about the Garden of Eden and the word that comes to mind is peace, perfection. And then we have the fall. Yeah. So there um, is a moment at which all the good turns bad. Yeah. But if you look at you know, the description of Eden and everything, mm. Eden wasn't a perfect place. It was a place with perfect potential. Mm. God did not... God knew there was, well, in some ways, I guess, uh, and we don't understand it quite this way, but in the in, the Hebrews understood that cr- the creation was the creation of order out of chaos. Mm. And so God allowed chaos to remain in some small part in the world. Mm. Otherwise, what's the potential f- for good when he's done all the work? Yeah. Um, so we can choose whether we slip back into chaos or whether we go back into the garden yeah. and do, because as God said, I've, I've got some work for you to do here. Yeah, not everything's fine. Everything's done, and so I think it's right. it, it, it's it's. I love the statement. We have chosen insanity. Yeah, um, and then therefore persuaded ourselves that we're not. Yeah, should we worry then? And this is something that you would feel very very comfortable with. Should you worry if you're not normal, Chris? Oh heavens, no! You're okay <laughs> not being normal. Celebrate it. Celebrate the abnormality. Yeah, because um, uh, I think. Normal is overrated. Mm. I mean, we use it as a yardstick to judge people. Mm. Uh, and yeah. really, I don't think – see, statistics don't judge. that They, they indicate something, but they, they, there's no – very little qualitative uh, stuff in statistics unless people apply. <sighs> but they look at it and say, see, this tells me that mm. such and such. <clears throat> I, I think at the end of a year – saying that the statistics don't matter and they're not really that important and that they don't tell us the truth is really hard if your kids have just finished their year 12 exams, which is pure statistics. It's all about what grade you get and how successful you're going to be because of that. Yes. that's not normal. No. But that is what is held up as normal. And, uh, I mean, I actually have (laughs) personal experience with Mm. that sort of normal. Yeah. uh, Because when I did... uh, matriculation or year 12 as it is now, um, I had very high expectations of my marks. Mm -hmm. Uh, They statistically would have enabled me to get my 
choices uh, as university degrees. Everything would have opened before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the best subject I had was English. Right. Um, and I bombed. <laughs> yep. And I bombed it so badly but statistics then worked against me. Mm. Not one single application that I made to university down to courses that only required <laughs> year, th- uh, year three. Yeah. <laughs> um, high school, not primary school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, marks. Did I get an acceptance letter? Poor baby. And so, did you feel abnormal then? Did you feel un? Did you feel less? Did you feel? Here's the question. Here's the question. Did you feel dysfunctional? Um, I don't think I'd recovered enough to feel that, that anything quite feel that complex. <laughs> anything but hurt. I, I yeah. was just okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, lost. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, my future had suddenly disappeared, mm-hmm. um, and um, it was yeah. I. I I did what I thought was perhaps a bit cheeky mm. um, and I was spurred on by my, my mother who was very cheeky uh, <laughs> and I fronted up to the registry office at Flinders University mm. and said, look, these are, these are my uh, marks. Mm. Do you have any courses that you want lost students in? Yeah. And they said, oh, well. Do we? Do we ever? Uh, yeah, do you want yeah, to do yeah. science? And I said, sign me up. <laughs> Of course I do. Do I? Yeah. Um, and uh, the yeah. thing is it, it bit them in the backside yeah. because they had 300 new students for the first year science program enrol yeah. and by the end of term one they were down to 200. Mm. You, you were one that stuck around. I, I stuck around, stuck completed around the and course and worked for 20 years as a scientific researcher and enjoyed every single minute of it. Nice. So we've, we've, we've established there for... Well, that's that, a lie. There were some minutes where I was a bit miserable. Yeah, yeah. But we have established that you're not normal, uh, that I'm not normal, that we, we have seen the insanity and decided we don't want to be insane. So insanity and normality are not the same thing, or sanity and normality are probably not the same thing. Yes. Um, can you decide not to be insane? I don't know. I don't, that's, that's not a question. I do have well, a question. Well, you can decide you don't want to be. I have a question that I do want to ask you on this one. Okay, so if sin means that we are insane and we are all in a state of sin at some stage, depending on how theological you want to get with this, so we are all insane, are we also, and saying that once you know Christ and you, and you accept that, then that is coming to sanity. This is, this is what past, uh, Peter John Kreeft is sort of alluding to. So you can not follow God and be insane, or you can find God, listen to him, and that brings you to a level of sanity because it's, it makes perfect sense. What about being dysfunctional? Because as a Christian in the world, you are seen as very dysfunctional. Are you dysfunctional? I think it certainly can be. Mm. Um, see, I, I, I know um, plenty of people who would say they were sane but are dysfunctional. Mm. I so I don't think uh, sanity and dysfunction necessarily Linked uh, <laughs> completely, mm-hmm. um, I th- I think in some ways as a descriptor, mm. uh, if you are sane, then you should be working to get rid of your dysfunction right. because that's I think a natural consequence of sanity is to change your behaviour uh, because you've had a revelation of of your insanity, yeah. if you like. And if, 
you've now seen a truth. Yeah. And your life can now move towards that. And as my wife is very fond of saying, uh, if if you know and you do not do, then you do not really know. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and I think that that is... Is that specifically referring to doing the dishes? Uh, uh, well, I don't care to know the dishes. Yeah, so. Okay, so there, yeah, <laughs> um, there it is. She fails on that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's dysfunction is... is I, I like that... that that, there's that coffee cup that mm. describes um, frustration. Mm. You know, the, the um, you want to throttle somebody mm. but you know that you can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in some ways I think it's like uh, that's where dysfunction comes in, the knowledge that we should be doing something different and we don't. And we, ca- or we can't. Or, or we can't, Or we feel yes. compelled to do the yeah. wrong thing, I think. Um, and that's, that's actually just to get all biblical, that's I think what Paul's talking about when he says, I know what I should do mm. but I don't do what I should do, I do what I shouldn't do and that's what I do. <sighs> and everyone sits there going, that sounded really crazy but I know exactly what you mean. Yes, you must be insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, I think part of the dysfunctional thing is, and, and, and just very quickly I think, that we do feel dysfunctional in this world. Everybody does at some stage because we feel like we don't fit and every human being experiences that. But I think it's really nice to get to the point where you realise that just because you feel dysfunctional doesn't mean you are. It's just that you're not functioning the way or for the purpose or doing the things necessarily that other people want you to do. This, again, comes back to what you refer to as normal. Yeah. And I, I, I had the analogy the other day of Formula One car. If you've got a Formula One car, the most engineered, precise, honed piece of engineering, absolutely useless for taking the kids to school. Yes. Because that's not its function. Um, and by the same, I'm, I'm useless at gardening and, and I'm pretty hopeless at singing, um, but I can write. Right, yes. So am I dysfunctional? <laughs> Only when I'm trying to sing. You know, and I sound or when you're doing the gardening, or when I'm doing the gardening. Yes. If I'm singing in the gardening, there is a lot of dysfunction going on there. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's there's also um, this concept that your function is determined by a, a broad um, consensus, especially in church life. I, I mean, only today mm. I was uh, phoned up by a charitable organisation mm. who started off by saying, did you receive our email? Uh, and I couldn't remember, but I thought, well, I get a lot of emails, so probably. Yeah. And they said, well, we want to send it to you again because we'd like your church to be involved in, right. in what we're doing. Right. And I nearly said, okay, sure, send it. Um, but instead I actually thought, no, this is – I said, look, I think what you're doing is great, but what we do – in our church doesn't fit with what you're doing. Mm. We have made had to make a decision. This is where we're putting our efforts mm. and what you're doing is not one of those. This is our so, function yeah. and so this is your function. Please don't send yeah. the thing because I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. And there was this deafening silence yeah. on the other end of the phone and finally in a strangled voice she says, well, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how we many – won't I'll, send you an email. I wonder how many times he gets honesty from a church. Mm. And, but I, and I felt really bad afterwards yeah. because I, that, they had basically rung me up and told me what my function was supposed to be mm. and I'd, I'd disagreed with it. Or they had assumed that well, you yeah. believed your function was the same as they believed yeah. your function. Because what they're doing is, mm. is good and right. Yeah. I, I believe yeah. in their yeah. cause. Yeah. But we just – I mean you can throw pennies at a, a thousand people or you can – Make a difference in a few people's yeah, lives. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. 
and I think that's a really, really interesting question for where we, where we focus our attention and our heart and our energy mm. and, and our function. I, I think that's a, I like that term for, you know, my life is how do I function? What, what, do, I actually, yeah. what do I actually trying to achieve? And oh. hopefully they didn't think I was insane. Oh, um, but, probably. But, yeah, I mean, it's taken it's me a long time to come to that. I, I, oh. Vicky used to field all the phone calls with that because she knew how to say no and I never could. But we subscribed to all of these charities and yeah. she said we can't afford to give them anything worthwhile. Isn't it so good having a wife that'll do that for you? Yes, um, but I've learned. See, I've grown. Um, I've become less insane. Well, yeah, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.